I will never understand the lure of golf. I just, the idea of me chasing a ball through acres of land has no joy to it whatsoever. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Ozark. This is season one, episode eight, Kaleidoscope. Written by Ryan Farley, directed by Ellen Kiris, premiered July 21st of 2017, and I gave this episode a 10 out of a 10. I really like character-driven plot points, and especially when it gives me a new perspective of future events. So this one really did a wonderful job of paralleling two characters that we have been following but we don't know too much about their backstory and we see the moment in which i believe the episode the line was mentioned a few times about the smallest decision and how it can elicit a response around the world we have two people the birds and roy petty on two different types of trajectories that end up curving into rows that lead to each other and we see the snowball effect of what that is we know more certainly with the birds their decision and where it led or their discussion of a decision one might say and then we have the episode ending with roy deciding to give his mother painkillers knowing that she's struggling with addiction we don't see how that has any resolution which means it's probably bad and has spurred his current decision making and his own um personality in the future here and it was really you know we see a man who is completely not being acknowledged doesn't have the same has ambition but he's still a good guy he has a happy life but he's got these these things that are kind of holding him back one of being his mom and then you have these other two that are also in a happy life and then they both both of them i find made decisions that while enrich their lives in one direction also cost them something and another just very well written story arc between the two and i'm not gonna go scene by scene i watched this actually a few days ago i just piddle man i piddle so much what is this thing called piddling you say it's christina well it means one minute you are playing candy crush and then the next you're playing words with friends and then you're like oh i'm gonna watch this episode and record tonight and then the next thing you know you've watched eight reaction videos you're balls deep into a documentary about african culture and then you you wait you look up and it's like fucking midnight and you gotta go to bed and then the next day you're like i'm gonna go do exactly what i didn't accomplish yesterday and then piddling starts all over again so that's my issue (laughs) of why i am late with this but it is here i did say we come out before the end of the week technically actually this was last week so i I just i ain't got no excuses let me just go through the notes that i wrote because i don't 
really remember everything while driving discussing the decision yeah we're gonna start with the birds um they're struck by a vehicle that ends the life of their unborn child that they were debating possibly bringing into this world and they're weighing that decision while they consider like they weighed this decision and they were considering no and then they weighed another decision in which they or when another opportunity i should say a life-changing opportunity presented them itself they said yes we see the events that occurred afterward as marty and bruce mourn at the hospital with marty calmly and rightfully cursing bruce out for saying that some things happen for a reason marty thinks it's all about rational logic a decision does he feel guilty i believe he does but i'm not sure with marty he's a very tough cookie to read sometimes dale is showing his portfolio we learn he showed it to about 50 firms that either missed or were too afraid to speak up and say that someone is stealing from you however marty is not afraid i love that dale just sat there and watched him while he worked he was fascinated from the beginning once he met marty because marty is the kind of guy that's going to hide out in the back of the room he's inconspicuous he's incredibly smart you got bruce being the talker but you know he is full of shit and it shows to someone who is a shit smeller and that's not what dell is about he needs someone who's going to be an adult and knows what they're doing how to do it and owns their part in it right so marty tells him about the discrepancy of someone skimming him with fake accounts however he declines working for him sniffing something is shady wendy is struggling emotionally she's depressed distancing herself from marty and the children before the accident she was struggling as well which he tells him during a conversation trying to get a job she's been out of the loop in politics for too long by having children she is unable to get employment despite her qualification question is though is she getting or not getting the employment she's passionate about or is she just not getting any employment because i feel like in movies they don't portray both of them it's one thing to want your dream job or do what you're good at or what you're passionate about but we all know that college degree usually reality sometimes doesn't live up to the fantasy depending on what degree you went into but also about more than half i would say probably 70 to 85 percent of the world is not doing what they're passionate about they're doing what gets them money to support their families and it feels as if she's choosing the latter instead of employment for employment purposes we're definitely getting more layers about who wendy was her saying that she broke into people's homes to fantasize fantasize about living their life then vandalizing it in petty ways on one hand it really was sad but also that's still breaking and entering and a crime and something black people would never consider unless they were stealing 
we see in this show poor caucasians still level themselves above things like race so it makes sense that their their tales of woe still reek of a certain a lack of hood knowledge <laughs> because ain't no way we just breaking into people's shit that's still an invasion of someone's privacy you made someone feel unsafe i get where you were going with it despite her continued depression and as he finds out was still depression from before the loss of their child um he decides to take Dell up on his free vacation there bruce makes an ass of himself and i was so wrong that bruce was the instigator in all of this marty certainly was being courted he was the more sophisticated businessman who certainly had the talent Dell has a man louise who we see is very sloppy in regards to not only his cheating but his connection to the feds because he's being blackmailed on a park bench and he thinks it's okay to curse out and draw attention to the fact that he's sitting with someone who's making him upset secondly bruce asks him what do you do for Dell?" and he's like yeah we all wash the money or some or wash the laundromat like you ain't supposed keep it to yourself bruh marty is very tempted to take this deal like money that's him setting his family up for generations to come he's all about that and i think he quite frankly likes the excitement of it but we shall see i think time will tell with that but he says his wife will never go for it however he later points out that wendy isn't so self-righteous and says bruce was the one that said you wouldn't go for it but if he knew that wendy might be tempted then why did he throw it on wendy as the one that needed to be convinced marty does i'm not sure if he talked her into it or if she herself was ready to put on another cloak to try on because she says and she mentions how she's getting further from herself i think that she wants to be a good mother she ain't um (laughs) just gonna throw that out there in some ways i'm sure she's great but in a lot of ways that matter for the future of those children she is not Uh, both of them struggle with that in my humble opinion however she herself in this moment i mean i don't have anything to say that she's a terrible mother and um she thinks that that role and you know everything that's been further from the obama woman she used to be is not who she feels she really is and i think this is the crux of white feminism versus um any other form of feminism because the their their divide is between them and their white men what i gave up for you that's what it re- resolves around revolves i'm not saying all white feminism but i'm gonna say vanilla wafer white feminism because they typically announce themselves not as feminists but as white feminists so me calling them that too is also what they call themselves and that's why i'm pointing them out in particular because they know who they are she was um very close to charlotte and then she quickly became a daddy's girl probably due to the depression 
she lost her relationship with her that was kind of sad now dale did not want bruce but marty is loyal and he's like you need people like bruce around basically kind of indicating maybe he's a shield i'm not sure like i said marty is a tough read for me he's probably the most compelling character because even after all this backstory i'm still not quite sure his motivations how nefarious or you know he seems like he's so cool on the surface but that could also mean that 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 usually does mean there's a lot going on beneath it they go and tell Dell that they are in that is not good news for Luis why he keeps showing up late he's so unprofessional he even cheats at golf throwing the ball like he didn't have people around that would see that shit Bruce probably snitched like come on that's a bitch ass move right there Luis um meets his maker and Dale stares right at Marty and Bruce while this man's eyeballs are being cut out and i'm like are those the same eyeballs he sent them this is fucking scary and gross okay once again i'm not sure if marty persuaded her or if they both were more you know they really made an informed decision seeing as wendy was very severely uh, emotionally compromised at that time but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't make decisions and that's not to say that um I almost called him Peter. Marty (laughs) was not as emotionally compromised as well. And maybe he thought money would solve what clearly the loss has caused between the family. I don't know. But this decision definitely changed the rest of their lives. And when he goes home, you know, his family is all happy. But now he's kind of settling into that big decision that he's made. And he's got Dell's example of failure fresh in his mind. So is that maybe why he became distant? But I kind of don't buy that because there still was quite a few years before she started cheating. So I can't think he just all of a sudden went distant after this one event. And then <laughs> she's like, I never, you were never the same again. Maybe, I don't know. That's kind of a stretch. So let's go over to Roy Petty, the accountant. They call him the math nerd. He is kind of more like Marty than I imagined he would. And Marty is not really his Moby Dick. It's drug dealers. I think that's an interesting aspect that his war on drugs that no one does care about. Because quite frankly, as we've talked about, how are you going to take things from the people that are <laughs> the war on drugs would be like um turning left to the richest people in the world and saying why you need all this bruh and then you giving it to the poorest communities i mean it, it, the drug shit I, I say the same thing like i don't think they're i think that these people need to be taken down i think people like roy petty are probably the type of people needed to take them down but at the same time, I can feel what his bosses are saying. Like, oh, uh, we're on terrorism right now because the war on drugs is a lost battle. It's a lost cause. You can't break some systems. So like Marty, they're both really good at what they do. And they both catch things that are unnoticed. 
however petty he's working for the good guys at this point but he's not getting any acknowledgement he has ambition but he's ignored kind of like marty was as well they're like the quiet storms in the back um i will say that his boyfriend i forgot his name but he was the best i love their interaction so much he is doing the straight line thing at this point in his career because it feels like he just tried to turn louise and get him to work for the feds because he's after people like dell and then we still haven't heard who dell works for i think that is probably something later on down the line after catching his mom and letting loose some anger on her dealer he realizes that his boyfriend was right i really thought it was pill so i was very shocked to see that she was straight up shooting up she clearly loves her son but when she's on them drugs she is not a nice woman she's like get the fuck away from me she uh, she supports his sexuality when they are having lunch she's like me mugging like oh you never seen two dudes kiss before it's 2017 grow the fuck up after a fall though she breaks her leg and is in pain forced to move in with her son and him hearing her in pain gives her some pain pills despite her sobriety i'm guessing at this point because she was just about to move back into her place and it was roy's please that got her to take the pills and i'm guessing this ends tragically spiraling him into the ruthless ambitious man that we see today what happened to his bae i wonder if he broke up with him the way he broke up with trevor and his boyfriend introduced him to fly fishing and he genuinely seems to like that so he was telling the truth to russ he had an appreciation of his skills like in another life but unfortunately in this one he is not going to allow anything personal to interfere with taking down uh the people that he considers probably responsible or at least profits and markets and manufactures and sells the drugs that really good people can become addicted to uh to fix whatever they think is wrong in their lives and when it comes cheap and you know i don't know i always go like i've never been tempted to put a needle in my arm i've never been tempted to snort anything up my nose those things and i can't say i've not been through a lot of emotionally wrecked type of situations in my life it's just it's a matter of i'm not quite sure why some people indulge in that type of highly addictive lifestyle and they do say it is like a disease and i can believe that i have a sister who's dealing with that now i have a brother who's dealing with that now that are are just addicts and it just maybe i don't know i feel very lucky i want to say but i also don't want to take away the fact that i i just never wanted to take that risk you know what i mean so that is all i have for this episode we don't have any feedback but if you want to join the conversation blackhawkouch at gmail.com uh you can leave a comment below as well i'm sure the girls will be back next week this was you know 
pretty huge week for us uh mimi out of town for vacation shy busy with her boys so really not much to say other than you know this was kind of like that episode seven or eight in the leftovers in the first season it was actually my favorite episode of that season because it really gave you that huge dichotomy between then and now it enriches the drama because i'm sure eventually roy petty and he is getting closer to revealing himself and putting plays in motion going after marty and seeing what they are up against and how they got into this and how they're just burying even deeper than they were before just makes me even more anticipated for next week so once again blackercouch at gmail.com if you want to send the feedback or comment down below my social medias will be there as well until next time peace hair grease black girl magic